On behalf of Active Oxfordshire, we're producing a series of podcasts to help clubs and organisations through this difficult time. I'm Simon Kirkland from Sports Structures, and with me on this podcast is... Natalie Davis from Sports Structures. And we're just going to have a discussion on the current funding opportunities available to clubs and organisations. And we want it to be interesting for you and hopefully you'll gain something from it. So Natalie, um, tell me, we the Sport England have made a big decision about funding. There's four areas of funding. Could you give us a quick little breakdown on those areas yes. of funding? No problem. Okay, so Sport England have announced a £195 million package to help sport, sport and physical activity through coronavirus. So there's four key strands here. So the first one is a £20 million pot called the Community Emergency Fund, which is open to local clubs and community organisations to bid for between £300 and £10,000. So that's the kind of key one that I think we'll focus on today. We'll talk through yeah. some of the application criteria as well as kind of what will and won't be funded. Secondly, there's a new £5 million pot for existing Sport England partners facing specific and immediate financial difficulty. Thirdly, so I've seen that as being governing bodies and active yes. partnerships, those that are yes. receiving funding already. It's less, I think it's less local, that pot, definitely. Yes, um, definitely. Yes. The third one is a £55 million pot put aside to support the sector during an ongoing period of restriction to fund new and innovative ways to keep people active. And then when it's over, to help organisations get back to business and adjust to a different environment. So this is a really big one, isn't it, Simon? Yes. So I, I think, think the last two are thinking more about the future. And I think uh, at the moment, my reading of the sector is that people are looking at how they deal with the now and having to uh, shut things down to make sure that they don't lose money or yeah. they, they, which is what the first funding, the 20 million pounds is for. And my understanding of that is that is that to make sure that the club is still in existence through this period. Yeah. I think the discussions I've had is it's more summer sports that are not going to have a season, such as cricket, bowls, tennis, mm -hmm. softball, where they've got fixtures where they would generate revenue that would fund them through the winter, that they're just not going to be able to get those funds mm -hmm. uh, in place. Yeah. Um, I also... Sorry, Natalie, you're going to say. Well, no, I was just going to say, I think it's definitely keeping them alive through through that period, isn't it, really? And there's one final pot that's the £115 million rollover of right. current funding into 2021-22. And that's the one that we've heard a lot about that's going to protect um, partners that, that play mm. a vital role in the delivery of sport and physical activity. So that's kind of protecting core funding um, of programmes and, and partners that are already delivering sport, but will kind of keep them um, afloat during that kind of period up until June and July. So that's the kind of fourth strand, really. But I think we're focusing on that first one today, the Community yeah. Emergency Fund. But fair play to Sport England. They move quickly and they're supporting the sector. Yeah, I, I think that first one is it's really about sports organisations, large and small, making sure that they're still running yeah. when we come out of uh, the lockdown periods and people exactly. are released to do things. Yeah, I think general feelings have been that the turnaround's quite quick. Um, I think is a mix between first come, first served, and then obviously Sport England trying to help those that are most in need, but they do have to get the money out. So they've had a 10-day turnaround has been the kind of standard um, turnaround, which is great. Uh, so it means mm. that these clubs will get that cash quite quickly. 
Um, there is funding criteria that obviously will be taken into account. Um, I've got a few bits here around who will be funded. So who is local sports clubs, voluntary and community sector organisations, small charitable, charitable trusts and regional or county level organisations. So they're the key kind of focus for this pot, really. Mm. So I think there's a number of um, clubs and, and sports organisations affiliated and non-affiliated that are running programmes that are, are severely going to be affected by this. Mm -hmm. and, and could lose money. So I think it's important that those organisations are putting forward. I can also see county and regional bodies that are running championships, yeah. etc., uh, mm -hmm. that then invest back into sport. They could also consider using this fund yeah. uh, to fill a gap. Uh, but I think the other balance is, is whether they are employing staff. And I don't think this fund is going to cover any costs in relation to staff because that will be covered with the uh, the other government schemes that maybe we'll touch on a little bit later in this podcast. Yeah, it does say um, on what will be funded. It does say uh, rent, utility costs, insurance, facility or equipment hire, core staffing costs and retrospective losses. However, I think there's some clarification to be gained there from maybe um, to what extent they'd fund core staffing costs. Because obviously if, it's yeah. if, if an organisation can draw down furlough um, or has a self-employed coach and there's other gun, government funding pots that would apply so I guess it's it's worth getting some clarity there but it does it does say core staffing costs in 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 kind of that that paragraph so um, we think that some core staffing costs could be drawn down. I sense with that that might be staff that have got to keep the building running or keep the facility running that yeah. can't be furloughed and I think that's probably that that fund there because if there's if there's no income coming in but the building still needs to be maintained and or or the facilities still need to be maintained then they'll still have to pay staffing costs yeah so i think i think the philosophy is that the club should be in a similar position coming out of this as it is going in but yeah. it might not have generated revenue yeah. i think one of the challenges is where a number of summer sports will generate revenue that will fund their winter work so they might be funding the improvement of their playing like their their um, playing pitches or playing area mm -hmm. during the winter through funds that they raise in the summer and i think that's worth identifying if they are going to bid yeah. uh, but i think it is that going through a checklist of closing down and what are the costs of that closing down for a period of time i yeah. think what's very difficult at the moment is to predict when is it going to start up again? Mm -hmm. Because uh, that's impossible to predict. Yeah, this moment. fund. Yeah, this fund's looking at kind of have to go down to who will not be and what will not be funded. It says. I was say, uh, who 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 can't be funded here, or is this really about community sport? So, so the costs. Back to your kind of question before. It says costs beyond July 2020 can't be funded. So we're actually wow. looking at quite a small period where yeah. actually um you know we're looking at a, a small window at the moment but obviously that might be extended um you know coming coming through into the next months that might be extended but at the moment it says july 2020 uh who will not be funded local authorities schools colleges universities commercial sport and physical activity providers leisure operators and individuals who are employed or self-employed so it very much is for the organization level rather than individuals yeah. um and what will not be funded activities or costs which are clearly covered by other government funding pots 
new activities or events because that's the other 55 million pound fund yes. Cap yeah. capital works and then costs beyond july 2020 so right. that gives us an indication but i think they'll they'll have to be flexibility this will be reviewed in june i guess it depends mm -hmm. how quickly this pot is spent as well mm -hmm. yes and i think then it's like the flood fund you know there might well be additional funds come available as as and when things uh, progress but I think the recommendations to clubs is to do a do a very quick analysis of what's what what are the costs and put an application. And I think by the sound of things, the application is relatively simple. Yes, yes, they've made it really. They kind of ask quite simple questions, um, and they've only actually allowed um, a certain number. I think it's between two hundred and fifty and five hundred um, words for response. So it's not oh. an essay; it, it's very to the point, uh, and then they're yeah. trying to make it easy for people to get this money. That's the general feeling. There are four areas that are the criteria, which I'll go through quickly. Uh, firstly, it's audience slash reach. So you do need to be able to demonstrate. Uh, whether you deliver activity in harder to reach areas or maybe mentioning some of the groups that you engage, for example, women and girls, disabled people, lower socioeconomic groups, black, Asian and BAME, LGBT plus, for example. It isn't um, an absolute, but I think obviously if you can mention this work, it will really help kind of set you apart from, from the other applications. I would think older people will fall into that area as well, yeah, I would think. older people and those with long-term health conditions as well. Um, I'll, I'll share this kind of FAQ document I've got in front of me after the podcast as well, so you've kind of got all the information there in front of you. But yeah, it's all of those groups will, will feature, um, mm. and definitely if you engage those, then you, you need to mention that in the application. Mm. Um, the second is the role that you play so it's kind of bringing across the fact that you actively deliver sport and um the difference you're making to participants through you know through the work so it that you spins do. all the way back round to participation exactly yeah. so what you know what difference are you making to those young people or individuals in your club that you're working with during that through it's important to bring that point across yeah. and then finally it's it's financial need so it's demonstrating clear financial need as a result of the current situation so as simon said it's looking at those losses and kind of bringing that through in terms of this is what we're going to lose and actually we need this to be able to actually continue with um, being here for the community you know which is the fourth point of impact of not receiving funding they want to know what's going to happen if you don't have this funding because actually that's going to help you identify and draw down this funding because we want you to be here we want to be able to you know the, the club needs that's to be able to important thing. yeah i don't think clubs can think about the other the other growth growth areas until they've actually made sure they've secured their position and then think about the future really yeah no it's a really good fund i think the other bit is how that marries with the broader governmental uh funding opportunities and i think what i'm finding in speaking to, to sports and sports clubs is that some of the major sports have got loan uh loan opportunities certainly rfu lta are looking at offering clubs loans but i think then the challenge with the club is can they can they repay that loan but that might help things in the short term but also i think it's it's clubs that do employ coaches or do have assets thinking about how they use the government schemes because there's 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 the um employment end and the support for for employment through this period yeah. and the furlough scheme which mm -hmm. allows organizations to in effect lay off their staff and receive 80 percent 
uh, of their salary, they're still yeah. going to pay their salary and there'll be a payment back through the PAYE system probably in May or June. Uh, but it's important to do that early and, and record it. Mm. Um, one or two clubs who are not uh, incorporated might employ people through a third party. Mm-hmm. So they would have to get the third party to furlough that member staff. It might be an accountancy company or something like that. But I think yeah. the biggest area we're finding is self-employed coaches yes. and the self-employed status claiming process. It's similar to the furlough but it requires those that are self-employed to put in their uh, accounts for the three years, yeah. albeit that it looks like government will take into account one year's accounts, but it's important that they're actually recording those accounts and it's and then they will be um, given uh, money on their profits, not on yeah. their turnover. And I think, I guess it's a shame if anyone maybe has started coaching this year and doesn't have that backlog. What if they're a new coach and they've maybe only started coaching in the last six months or so? Um, where would it's that a real be? challenge, I think. Mm. Yeah. But I think it's worthwhile for that coach to put in their accounts, yeah. their profit and loss and what profit uh, they've made on that period. Uh, and then then they can uh, help hope that the... Uh, uh, government will will fund that. The other opportunity for self-employed coaches is to fall back on the benefit system mm-hmm. uh, and 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 go on to universal credit. Uh, it's not ideal, but certainly if people are short of money, that's the best method. I think there's a number of organisations that have had to make some tough decisions about self-employed coaches, uh, and it's interesting that. From what I hear, that the school games program are still paying their staff through this period, with a view to possibly delivering the school games during the autumn. So I think, for me, if anybody is in doubt about their funding, is talk to their funding partner and talk to the people that they owe money to about arranging to make sure that it's a reasonable payment uh, scheduled yeah. back and they're they're getting funding back in some way. It's really troubled times and things change every week uh, from from my eyes. But I think it's quickly people can get their head around both the governmental and the sporting opportunities. I think that will give them a real opportunity of making sure they come out of this no worse off than when they went into it. Yeah, definitely. That's really useful. Um, And just to kind of note on that, there's a a big, well, there's lots of information on businesssupport.gov.uk. So that's a really good place to kind of look at all those areas we've just covered briefly. So VAT deferral, job retention scheme, business rates, cash grants, it's all there. So it's worth kind of having a little look around uh, and seeing if anything's relevant to, to you and your club, really. Um, but yeah, I think that takes us kind of to the to the end, really. I, I just wanted to mention that there will be some other webinars that we'll be delivering on other subjects for Active Oxfordshire, anything from insurance to employment to helping you stay connected and stay online through this time as well. Um, so keep a look out for those. The webinars and the podcast will follow. And we've actually got some frontline support we're offering uh, to Active Oxfordshire through the info at activeoxfordshire.org email. So there's someone on hand there to support you with questions, talk you through this application and other um, topics that we'll be covering. So hopefully that'll help get you through this period. But thank you very much, uh, Simon, for your time and and thanks everyone. Nice to chat and look forward to the next edition. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Speak soon.